Hi, you're listening to Spotlight on Broadway Radio. I'm your host, Jenna Tessa Fox. With us today is Adam B. Shapiro, who is currently playing the rabbi in the National Yiddish Theater production of Fiddler on the Roof. He has also gone on as Tevya and Laser Wolf as an understudy. He's also appeared in several national tours and off-Broadway shows, and was in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel as the cantor in a very memorable scene. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. So, can we start with, uh, how did you get this role? Well, you know, I say that this show for me is the culmination of about 10 years, because 10 years ago, um, I uh, I had just been rejected from what I thought was going to be my first Broadway show and very little was happening in my life. And I said, I needed, I need to try something new. And at that exact moment, I happened to see an audition for the national Yiddish theater. Uh, They were doing a play called the marriage contract or Dikasuba in Yiddish. And there was a part that I looked and I said, you know, I think I could play that part. Now I had never spoken Yiddish in my life prior to this i'm i'm jewish but i'm from indiana so there's a little bit of a a little bit of a dichotomy there um so but i i got the material a few days in advance and i worked on it and i went in and i did the audition and i didn't end up getting cast in that particular show but i did i it, it you know it happened i i was just proud of myself that i had done an audition in yiddish and not botched it. And about four months later, they called me and they said, um, we're doing a new musical this fall called Gimple the Fool, Gimple Tom. And we think you might be right for it. And I came in for it and they ended up casting me in the lead. And it was incredible. It was the scariest thing I've ever done. Um, But I discovered that not only did I have an ear for Yiddish, but that I loved it. I love the language. It's so wonderfully expressive. It lends itself so well to both drama and comedy. And so that show began my relationship with the National Yiddish Theater. And um, Fiddler is actually my, my fifth show that I've done in Yiddish. And I would never have, you know, being the Jewish boy from Indiana, I would never have thought that that would be a part of my career, but um, it has ended up being quite a large part. And that's something I'm very happy about. And to do Fiddler, which I have been waiting my whole career to do professionally, like to have my first production be in Yiddish, that's just, that that's above and beyond. That must be thrilling. And what was it like to learn three different roles in Yiddish? It was a challenge. <laughs> I can't really? pretend it wasn't. <laughs> How did you do it? I mean, was it like learning phonetically, or did the previous four productions give you enough of a sense that it was a lot easier to learn now? Well, I'm a lot I'm a lot better with Yiddish now than I was ten years ago. I'm still far from fluent, but I I have a I have a much better grasp on the language now. So there are definitely a lot of words that I recognize, and. You know, I'm so familiar with Fiddler on the Roof that I know I know what's supposed to come next. It was just it was just a question of do I remember it in Yiddish? Um, right. So you know, I I got the rabbi down first because that's my that's my everyday role, 
And then I, I had gotten a little bit of a jump on Laser Wolf because that's who I read for the callbacks. Um, so I had to learn that material for the callbacks. And then I started Tevya, and I, I can't pretend that's not one of the hardest things I've ever done. It, learning that role in any language is not a small task. So no. <laughs> learning it in learning it in Yiddish was a, a big, big challenge. But you know, it's like with anything; you just go home and you do your homework. You drill, 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 study, study, study. Make sure you're getting in your coaching time with with uh, you know, we have uh, we have such wonderful Yiddish coaches with this production, Muttel Didner and Sabina Sabina Bruckner. Um, so you make sure you get in your time with them, and you just drill, drill, drill until you can't think anymore, and then you go to sleep, and then you wake up and do it again. And what did learning these roles in Yiddish reveal to you about the characters? Did you get find any new depths to them? Did you find any new meanings in what they say? Good question. I definitely, you know, especially with Laser Wolf, I think I finally figured out who this guy is. You know, I, I think, I think, I, I remember um, going in for one production of Fiddler. I don't, I actually don't remember what theater it was. And the I, I was called back for Laser Wolf, and the director and I just seemed to have very different ideas about who this guy was. And he wanted Laser to be really unpleasant and really, you know, pompous and selfish. And I and I said, huh, that's not that's not how I've ever really seen Laser Wolf, but I couldn't articulate why. Um, and I, I realize, you know, now he's. He's not supposed to be undesirable. It's just that he's not who Seidel is in love with. So he's not, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to worry that, oh, Seidel's going to have a horrible wife and she marries this guy because he's going to be horrible to her. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, no, this is someone with, you know, someone who's advantaged, but isn't really used to, going too deep and now for the first time he's having to go a little deeper and that was it was cool to sort of find that out and with Tevya you know Yiddish is such a oh man I mean it's it, it's such a language ingrained in heritage and tradition that it just it, it lends itself so well to just heightening everything Tevye's feeling. And I also, the first time I went on, found some comedic moments with the Yiddish that I had not planned. But, oh, goodness, when the audience heard it in Yiddish, did it. I mean, just going out and saying, a fiddler off and the name. Gets a laugh every night. Understandably. <laughs> And you don't even need a translation for that. Everyone knows what it means. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's such a familiar line. Brilliant. And obviously, Sholem Aleichem first created this character in Yiddish. How does it feel to come back to the part that the character would have spoken originally or that the character first appeared in? It has come to feel to me as if the musical 
was written in Yiddish first and then translated into English, it feels that authentic. It it feels like I you know we're we have the ridiculous honor of being the first production in Yiddish in the United States. And my uh, one question that I've sort of had is, well, what took so long? What took so long? Don't get me don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled to be part of the first one, but it, it, it seems like this was such an obvious fit. But the funny thing is around the time Fiddler on the Roof premiered on Broadway, that was really when you were starting to see Yiddish disappearing a little bit because parents weren't teaching it to their children anymore because they wanted the children to seem more American. Mm. It was when, you know, there was a lot, a lot of assimilation happening. Um, a lot of which is kind of illustrated, ironically, in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. You know, you're seeing that period. This uh, Season one of that would have been, I think, very shortly before Fiddler premiered on Broadway. There's even a joke in the in the finale about the bottle dance. I don't know if I don't know if you <laughs> remember that. But, no, I don't um, remember a bottle dance reference. So I have to go watch uh, the last episode again. Exactly. It's it's very cute. Um, and so that's, so I can understand it because that was the time when a lot of American Jews were moving away from Yiddish in an attempt to, you know, seem more American and own this prosperity that a lot of them now had. And so as a result, you know, there were some generations where Yiddish really hasn't been prominent, but now you're seeing a lot of, um, a lot of young Jewish uh, people who want a little bit of a return to that. And I think that's one of the reasons why, why we've been so popular is because people are seeing this and responding to it on such a deep emotional level. Yeah. I was going to ask, uh, why do you feel audiences are so, obviously it's selling out. It's extended how many times now? Four times? Uh, We're at four now. (laughs) Four, yeah, four extensions. So do you feel that's what's making the audience connect to this piece so much that it's so in demand? I think it's so, I think it just, well, first of all, it's a very, as far as the design goes for our production, it's, it's on the simple side. You know, we don't have a huge, you know, we don't have a huge set and we don't have, elaborate costumes a lot of uh, uh you know a lot of our costumes look a little bit like we could go to williamsburg afterwards and you know sort of fit right in and the set is very is very simply done it's really kind of these large pieces of brown paper um specifically arranged and then everything else is done with tables chairs and stools uh, we don't have a literal roof for the fiddler wow. to be on. Um, so because of that, it allows the audience to focus on the story and on the characters. And I think, I think a lot of fiddlers try to go big and try to, you know, be the spectacle. And we're sort of the the opposite of that. We're really wanting people to look at the story 
and the characters and concentrate on the language, which of course requires most people to look up at our subtitle or our super title screen. Mm. Um, but I just think they're, they're discovering this show all over again. Um, and, and this is not limited to our Jewish audience members. This is really, yeah, it's, it's so exciting. And I don't think any of us truly knew that that was going to happen when we started this. What was it like to work with Joel Gray in this company? Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, come on. It's, <laughs> I, I, here's the thing. When they announced that they were doing Yiddish Fiddler on the Roof, my instant reaction was, I have to be part of that show. It wasn't until about three months later that they announced that Joel was directing it. And it was like, oh, as if I didn't want this enough. <laughs> you know, and so going through the callbacks with him in the room, just being in the same room with him was exciting because... You know, I, I'm a devout theater nerd, and growing up, I mean, cabaret alone formed a lot of who I am. So mm -hmm. the idea of working with him was just, it seemed too good to be true. Well, for once, for once, it wasn't too good to be true. It was every bit what I what I thought it would be. He is so fun. He is so kind. He is so invested in this show. This meant so much to him. Um, and it was just so, ex you know, we, with him, because he's not fluent in Yiddish. So what we would do is we would read through each scene first in English and read it once or twice and then switch to Yiddish to make sure that everybody really understood the scene and really understood what it was about. And um, he's very detail-oriented. We, When I was rehearsing some of the Tevye stuff, he would really fixate on specific moments, and we would, we would repeat them over and over. There was a moment in Do You Love Me where we kept going back and doing it again because he wanted it just so. And, and when I find, when I finally got it, I realized why I realized the impact it was going to have. Um, and he's just, he's a love. He still, we still see him about once a week. He'll come in and say hi. Um, and it's been so cute when, other stars have come to see the show he and he's been there you know he it's 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 like he's you know the proud school kid who just got an a on his book report oh it's so <laughs> cute i love it and what about working with the rest of the company i'm guessing some of them are more fluent in yiddish than others has there been you know education training what what's that been like working with this well, team so we have in the company, um, we have sort of three different levels of, of Yiddish proficiency. We have, we had about three 
and and I'm speaking first about the original company because with all the extensions, there have been some changes. Um, but with the original company, we had about three people who were fluent. Um, one of whom is actually currently teaching Yiddish at the University of Michigan. Oh wow, cool! Michael Yashinsky. Um, so we had three people who were fluent. We had a handful of people like me who had done other shows in Yiddish. So not fluent, but this was not completely new territory for them. And we know how to, you know, how to, how to function with Yiddish. Um, and then the, you know, the largest number were people who had never worked in Yiddish before, but during the audition, they really listened and they had over 700 people audition for this show. So they had their options, um, but, uh, you know, they really listened throughout the audition to who had, you know, knowing that very few people were going to get it perfect, but just to who had the ear to really comprehend it. And uh, they chose exactly right. And we, oh man, we have just been enjoying each other so much. It's such a mishpocha. It's such a family. Um, we actually, on Thursday, um, what, so one of our ensemble ladies had to leave before the first extent, or, or right at the first extension, um, because she's playing Christine in Phantom up at Westchester Broadway. Oh, cool. And, um, we all on Thursday night because we had we had the night off. About eighteen of us went up to Westchester to see her, <laughs> and so it's like just because you're not in the shtetl anymore doesn't mean we we forgot about you <laughs> or that we stopped loving you. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, you know, and then of course I have to give a huge nod to Jackie Hoffman because. She is the most hilarious Yenta I've ever seen. She is so much fun off stage. She, you know, she is someone I've wanted to work with for a long time. And she's another one who just loves this show. She hadn't done Fiddler professionally either yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I think the idea of, very, I think we had a lot of similarities here. The idea of finally doing our first professional fiddler and getting to do such a different production and such a special production was very attractive. So I'm so thrilled that she stayed in the show. And we are recording this uh, the day after 11 people were just murdered at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. How do you feel that Fiddler on the Roof, especially performed in Yiddish, is going to resonate uh, with current events uh, happening right now with, uh, what do they call it in the show, a, a, a little uh, action or a little civil activity? What, what oh, the, um, I, in, in English, I... <laughs> It, the, the funny thing is I've forgotten certain lines in English. Um, I think they call it a little unofficial demonstration. That's it, yes. With unofficial demonstrations correctly. like this. Yes. In, um, in... Well, I, I'm going to preface this by saying, you know, any of my remarks, I'm speaking for myself and not for the National Yiddish Theater. Of course. Um, but it's just, 
it's it's I have trouble finding the words for it because it's so horrific. I don't I will never understand the workings of some people's mind. I will never understand how anyone can do anything other than rush to denounce it. And uh, it's, it's, we, we didn't have a show last night. We didn't have one scheduled, but I suspect had we had one, it would have been one of the most emotional shows of the run. Of course, um, I can imagine. Oh man. It's, I, you know, and it's interesting. I, I, people have asked, you know, what is, what, what's still relevant about Fiddler? And I said, what isn't relevant about Fiddler? I mean, the ending alone, these people who are being forced to leave their homes where they've lived their whole lives for generation to generation and, and seek refuge in the rest of the world. This is, this is not a new story and this is not a story that's finished because um, we're seeing it just as much today as we were back then. It may not look exactly the same, but it's very much still, uh, you know, still here. And what I, what I, you know, it was interesting. We have a lot of, um, we have, we have talkbacks periodically after the performances and I'm, I'm always appreciative when nobody asks the question, how many people in the cast are Jewish? People ask that? that is people, have, people have asked how many in the cast are Jewish. Wow. Um, and I can understand where the question comes from, but at the same time, it doesn't matter. Right. It it just doesn't matter because this you know Fiddler on the Roof is a universal story. It may it may cast a, a magnifying glass on one particular group, but the story is universal. As a matter of fact, do you know where Fiddler is one of the most performed shows ever? I, I'm going to take a guess because I think I've heard the same story you have. Uh, Japan. Yes. Yep, and supposedly. Yep. If the story I heard was right, when the show premiered in Japan, the audiences were amazed that American writers could write uh, such a Japanese story. You have absolutely heard the story correctly. And it's amazing. I was just thinking of that as you were saying what a universal tale this is. And it's absolutely right that this is so. And I think that's one reason for its longevity and its success. And how many Broadway revivals? Uh, Oh, I don't even. I, I I've lost count at this point. Yeah. There have been, there have been two in the in the fourteen years that I've lived in New York City. And there were a few that I caught uh, before I moved to New York City. Uh, growing mm-hmm. up in New Jersey, I uh, went in several times. I know, and got to see different productions. Yeah, I'm not sure I, all of them I, were on Broadway, but I know I and, got to and see in it. Ad, and, and in addition, I saw the national tour twice with oh, wow. uh, with Theodore Bacall. Nice. Oh, cool. And then you got to play the part in uh, in your high school, if I remember your bio correctly. Yes. And you got. To I was. Get to- I was. Well, Fiddler was the first show I ever did when I was nine. I was a nine-year-old model to Taylor. Oh, I love it. And then I was seventeen-year-old Tevya in high school. I think. And. 
everyone has done that show in high school. I, I know. think that it actually says something that high schools are so eager to produce the show that okay. it speaks so much to such, you know, such a universal piece. And Absolutely. I remember hearing about productions in uh, the South where they were mm-hmm. uh, hearing about one uh, teenage Yenta who walked off stage calling, Shalom, y'all. <laughs> Oh, that's fabulous. But I love this, but that it still connects. It's the, you know, all these disparate cultures connect to it so strongly that this yes. cute southern teenager would exit the stage with Shalom, y'all. And, Shalom, y'all. And it resonates. <laughs> it still resonates. Oh, can I get away with that on stage? I don't think I so. I dare you. I hereby dare you. <laughs> dare you. <laughs> so what projects are next for you? Well, the um, the season two of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel will premiere on December 5th. Yay! And the cantor will, will make a return. Oh, good. Um, we're also waiting for release dates for season two of the Netflix series Friends from College. Um, I, I filmed an episode, uh, an episode of that. Wonderful. Um, and beyond that, you know, I'm... I'm thrilled to say that Fiddler on the Roof will now be running through December 30th at the Museum of Jewish Heritage and I I will certainly be be in it for as long uh, for as long as they'll continue to have me. That is wonderful to hear. Adam, thank you so much for your time and for all your insights and stories and much mazel to you and break lots of light. Ashenem dank. That means thank you in Yiddish. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. And stop recording. Awesome. Oh, my God. Adam, thank you. This was amazing. Oh, I'm so glad I had a good time. Oh, I'm so glad you did. And I cannot wait to see the show. I'm going to try to get a Monday off so I can come catch you as Tevya. Oh, I would like, yeah, the, yeah my, next, my next and last scheduled Tevya at the moment is the Monday after Thanksgiving. Brilliant. Then I will try what to be there. What next? Perfect. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and I will... Oh, absolutely, thank you. And I will see you soon, I hope. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.